0: Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2017. This is episode 147. H-I-B and anti-bullying laws and legislation. Are they working? As I mentioned in my last podcast episode I wanted to devote back to back episodes about bullying and I can promise you this will not be the last time that I discuss this because as I mentioned in the first episode I consider the whole concept of bullying to be such a huge problem for children worldwide. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I don't think anything is getting any better. And I mentioned a lot of my opinions and offered thoughts strictly based on my own observations and experience as a teacher in the school's As a person who has family members that are going through the schools at all different levels, all different grades, and all of them have dealt with bullying. It's not going away anytime soon, and I think it's time that everyone truly Takes a stand and examines this huge issue for what it is. Now, before I discuss the title, which was HIB, which stands for harassment, intimidation, and bullying, before I discuss HIB and the laws and the legislation, We can't really do that unless people know what the laws are. They know what our lawmakers have passed. So before we do anything, we need to know word for word what the law is. So let's read it straight from what I see on a website online. Quote the law defines harassment, intimidation, or bullying as quote, any gesture, any written verbal or physical act, or any electronic communication, whether it be a single incident or series of incidents that is reasonably perceived. As being motivated either by any actual or perceived characteristic (laughs) well first of all if you were able to listen to all that and comprehend all of it congratulations and the reason I say that is because like any law there can sometimes be jargon and specific words, key words that stand out that make certain things technicalities or can swing the pendulum from making something a lawsuit or a nothing. Now, when I read that paragraph, There's a part of you that will say, well, that includes just about everything. You see, these types of things, any gesture or written, verbal, or physical act, or any electronic communication. So if I just stop there, that's a lot. We're dealing with children who are capable of accessing social media and the Internet at very young ages. I'm seeing more and more children in elementary school with phones and they're not cheap phones. These are expensive smartphones. I'm seeing kids with top-of-the-line iPhones or Android devices being given to 9- and 10-year-olds, I know that children can find ways and always will do anything they can to circumvent any firewalls on the internet to get to see what they want. I worked in a school once where this poor teacher, fantastic teacher, had to answer horrible questions to administration because one of her students was able to access adult websites in school. Somehow or another, these children got on there through using iPads. These children were eight years old. I had another colleague who had kids in class accessing Instagram on school computers and the way they did it was they one of the children in the the class he set up his own mobile hotspot which now allows you to access the internet from the outside so all of the children that were on this this social media Instagram were able to get on by accessing internet from outside the school thereby going past any type of firewall now unfortunately too many children simply do not understand all of the footprints and fingerprints that happen digitally and electronically by doing all of these things. So the children in all these cases got caught, but then you say, what happened to them? I can tell you that with all six children involved for those two particular situations I can guarantee you no lesson was learned guaranteed because in all six situations the parents didn't take it seriously enough administration didn't take it seriously enough the kids got off the hook lightly and I saw I I believe four out of the six within a week they were all back on their phones again as if nothing had happened. When I think back to when I was growing up if something like that happened (laughs) well you can probably fill in the blank but more importantly I truly believe that a lot of children have no concept of right from wrong they don't realize what they're doing is dangerous they don't realize that they wield so much power being able to access all of this information. And there's so many wonderful things they could be doing with it. And what are they doing instead? Any gesture, written, verbal, or physical act, where you're seeing threats, people are discussing things that are violent, People are starting fights over social media which are spilling out of the cyber world and into the real world. But then we get to HIV laws and legislation. And the cold, hard facts are there contact any school district you want contact the school district you are associated with in some way as a taxpayer as the mother or father or guardian of a child in that particular district as a grandparent as a child yourself As someone who's just curious to know what's going on out there and when you pull up the statistics because these districts have to report by law they have to to show reports to the Board of Education to say if there are any cases filed and Were there any cases that had been resolved? Were there any cases that were determined to be or not to be in violation of the law? And I'm sure behind closed doors, they have discussions about what the next steps are. Because here is what people miss. Beyond the word electronic communication, you wind up with whether it be a single incident or a series of incidents. Well, that's not enough. Read on. That is reasonably perceived as being motivated. So, what the law is saying is basically there has to be malicious intent this has to be something that was pre-planned. This has to be something that was contrived nasty in nature something that was hashed by someone trying to get back at another. And it could be a single incident, it could be a series of incidents. And I say this because teachers have to go through training and during the training, they're given a quiz in which you have to figure out, is it bullying or is it not? Does it fall under HIV or does it not? And I can't begin to tell you, after you figure out the... I don't know if you guess what you want to call it—the game where you can read the wording and understand where they're going. You eventually start to figure out if it's an H.I.B. situation or it's, it's just bullying. It's just, you know, old-fashioned bullying. It's all wrong. All of it's wrong. The concept and the absurdity that legislators got together, came up with an H, it came up with this law for HIB. Well, go and look in the school districts. Because I'll tell you what you're not gonna see. You're not gonna see 578 cases in a school district. In a large school district, a large school district. I'd be hard-pressed to say if you had anything over 100. I'd be hard-pressed to say if you had anything over 50. And I've seen some very big districts that have HIV cases of any nature be in the single digits. There were a few districts I pulled up recently districts that would have 5,000 students, 8,000 students. And in that entire district, there are two cases of HIV. Are you kidding me right now? But here's the thing. Once the evidence is presented to the appropriate people in the school district, they have to interpret the law. They have to proceed based on the information they have. And if they find that it does not fall under everything I just read to you, it's just dismissed as a bullying situation. Now, I'm not saying it's not dealt with. I won't say that at all. But... The whole purpose of these HIV laws is to absolutely prevent this from happening again they don't work it doesn't work unless every single situation that occurs with bullying On school grounds or off school grounds unless every single situation is dealt with and students know and see and feel the ramifications of what happens when you do something like this because the problem is that in a lot of places The only time that something happens where kids are visibly shaken and they stop with the nonsense is when a tragedy occurs. And unfortunately, the tragedy that makes them realize how wrong it is that what they're doing is when a child takes his or her own life. I've lived through those situations. It stinks. It's horrible. And we as a society should not be in a place now where it takes that to happen for us to make some changes. Big changes. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where to start. Because the problem is that people have started. And the stuff that they've started doesn't work school districts have their hands tied I don't blame the school districts at all not the least they have to follow the laws if you go to every website of every school district unless you've got a school district that is incompetent and they don't keep their website up-to-date which I found as I was looking at a lot of districts across the state but if they're up to date with everything you will clearly see for any given school precisely who the anti-bullying specialist is i mean in theory it looks great but if the school only acts on six bullying-related situations in an entire school year, something's wrong. Something is very, very wrong. The sad thing is, I know entirely too many places where educators look the other way. I think that there are educators out there who are fully aware of what's going on and they don't want to get involved. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Yes, if someone found out that they knew about something and they didn't report it, yes, they could lose their job. Or at the very least, they could be pulled up on some type of charges which could eventually lead to their dismissal. Because that is within a teacher's contract and their responsibilities, not so much as an employee of the district, but an employee of the state of New Jersey, at least in New Jersey, that is. But my goodness, what a mess this is. What a mess. It's, there, there's a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Spoken and said, no truer. And the villages, they're not doing a great job. Because it takes all of us to do the right thing stand up and make sure that children are aware of what's out there if a child is young enough to be to have a smartphone with access to everything on the outside then they should have conversations about everything relating to life. I truly and firmly believe that. If you're going to put that into a child's possession, then you better, as a parent, address everything else that's out there in the world. Because if you think your child is not getting around, and what I mean by getting around is getting around your rules and getting around the things that you have told them not to do, you're in a fantasy world. You're so sadly mistaken. One of my favorite celebrities, some of the greatest reality TV you'll ever see, Judge Judy. I love Judge Judy. And one of my favorite sayings of hers is, how do you know a teenager is lying? And her quick answer is, when their mouth is moving. It doesn't mean that every kid is bad, but every child is trying to figure it out they're trying to figure out how they can play the system they can figure out how to play the game this game of life and who are the weak and who are the strong and who are the people they have to avoid and who are the people they can take advantage of and who are the people that are gonna be tough on them and who are the people they're gonna respect or they're gonna not have the, the slightest bit of care for. That's their mission. And if we are allowing our children To have all this access to... Because that's where it's coming from. To have all this access to all this social media. Then you better be prepared to take responsibility. To have these conversations with your child. They're too young to, to know about things having to do with sex. They're too young to know about what's really going on in this messed up world right now the political climate in all different countries the fact that we are on the brink of world war three with everything that's going on but we're gonna act like eight and nine year olds and 13 and 14 year olds and 16 and 17 year olds who are not adults, we're gonna try to act like everything is all unicorns and rainbows? You gotta be kidding me. I see this every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't see a child who has been impacted by something happening in cyberspace. This bullying is not originating from a squabble at school. That's not where it's starting. Not in 2017. And people are gonna say, oh, well that's not the case in this district. Right? No, it's everywhere. I don't care if your school district is rural or it's in rich, filthy rich suburbia, or your child is going to a private school, whether it's a charter school or a school that has some type of religious situation. Or if they're just in a public school. Might be in an urban setting. It is everywhere. And you're kidding yourself if you think it's not happening where you live. This, this, uh, well, it's not going on in my my neighborhood. It is going on in your neighborhood. And when you have adults in the real world who think that things that they're seeing on anywhere on the internet are funny in nature and they think it's cute well how cute is it when the playful jokes are not so playful you know and I'm not some crazy liberal speaking here because this has this has absolutely nothing to do with politics whatsoever. Not at all. Democrat, Republican, Iguana, rhinoceros, doesn't matter. That has no bearing whatsoever. Because kids who have a very, very liberal set of beliefs, are every every bit as likely to do it as those with extremely conservative views. And I'll say it, ones that are religious in nature. Because I've often found that children who are very sheltered, if they break out, Look out. Because they are looking to tear up the world. And I don't necessarily mean in a violent way, but they wanna find out what they've been missing out on. This whole thing is so serious. Harassment, every day. Kids being intimidated, every day. The bullying, constant, every single day. And I meet so few children who get it. Again, I don't have the answers. The the purpose of a lot of my podcasts is to get you thinking. That's what I want people to do. People need to be educated. They need to be aware. They need to tell their friends. They need to tell their families. They need to talk to the people in the community. They need to have a relationship with the appropriate people in the schools. But not to the point where everything needs to be the school's responsibility because that's not fair to the schools. We as teachers, we as administrators have so much to deal with as it is already. And there are so many different variables, so many different things coming along with kids, with different types of situations. But the one thing, again, that I find to be constant is I am am rarely rarely seeing these situations evolving in the schools themselves a lot of them are happening outside of school or if they do occur in school they're happening on phones on the internet This is such an important topic for me and my mission, and I'll tell you what I do as an educator, and I've said it in previous podcast episodes, my whole being at this point as an educator, in addition to teaching my Specific subject area, I want children to make sure that when they come into my teaching environment that they feel safe and they feel cared for and they feel like they're important and to boost their self-esteem and to tell them things that are going to be helpful to them. Things that are going to make them think, things that are going to make them understand the difference between right and wrong. And I'm able to adapt it in my classroom situations based on the age of the children. And when I'm teaching fourth graders, it's a certain conversation. And when I have the same conversation with students who are just about to graduate high school, it's a different conversation and all the children in between. This is everything. How in the world are any of us going to get anything accomplished moving forward as a society if we are so unbelievably broken by an issue like this. Everywhere I look, you've got this particular drug epidemic going on. The opioid dep- epidemic is huge right now. And I don't get me wrong, it's a big issue. And you see these crazy things, going on around the world with violence and we, we are still seeing terrorist acts mass shootings by people on American soil by people who are American citizens We have all these things going on, all these different fights. But if you get to the root of the matter, to the core, it all comes back to this. All of it does. Because with every situation, someone didn't understand the difference between right and wrong. Somebody started to have hate in their heart. Somebody started to feel that it was okay to be this way. I hope you have some answers. I hope that whoever it is that's listening to this has ideas to tackle these situations. I can tell you that I'm doing my part and I have fabulous people who work all around me in the areas where I work and in other school districts amazing individuals who are compassionate and caring and there to make sure that children know the difference. But we have so many, they're simply not, and they don't get it, and they're just going to go on teaching their specific subject area, and we have parents who are ill-equipped to be parents, and it's a shame. So my hope is that you share this episode and just take it from one person's perspective. It's not working. It's not working. And too much more needs to be done. Hopefully you can be that change. Hopefully you can get that change going Wherever it is, whatever your environment is, whether it's in a school, whether it's in a home, in a community center, as a coach for a team, the kids are everywhere. It's what we're deciding that we are going to do and what we're comfortable doing and then what we don't want to do. Are you going to make a difference? Are you going to be the reason that a child's life is changed for the better? For the good of society? HIV, harassment, intimidation, bullying. Remember, thousands of situations occurring probably within miles of where you live, and sadly, less than a dozen are being quote-unquote reported as cases. Think about that and figure out what you are are going to do about it